Welcome to somewhat interesting episode two. That's right, episode two. We're really doing it here. I'm your host, Paul, coming to you from the swamps of New Jersey. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This show is about things from our history that I deem to be somewhat interesting. And today's topic is no different. This might end up being a little bit shorter of a show because the script I wrote actually didn't turn out to be as long uh, as I wanted it to be. And whatever, that happens. Now, you're saying, Paul, you use a script? For these first couple episodes, yes. I'm using scripted material that I already did. This episode is going to be a lot of fun. It's about the Killer Bee scare of the 1990s. The way I remember it was we were dead, and it was, like, scary to me. I was in my teens, uh, you know, probably, you know, it was early 90s, I think. We'll know by listening to this, uh, this podcast. You'll find out so much more, but I remember being so scared of it. But anyway, without further ado, and talk about the Killer Bee scare of the 1990s. Twenty twenty has been a real dick cheese burger or whatever. And apparently it's not showing any signs of slowing down. As if a worldwide pandemic isn't enough, now we have hives of what people are calling murder hornets spotted in parts of Canada and the US Pacific Northwest. All this talk of murderous insectum has got me thinking of the last time this all happened. It was one of those things from my childhood that both scared and now confuses me. That is the killer bee scare of the nineties. As a kid growing up in the 90s, there was a lot of things that scared me, like acid rain, the hole in the ozone layer, and those Hanson kids. And being a kid, I really didn't understand much of the threats being reported around the world because I took it for the insane face value that they were being presented as. Killer bees were no different. In my mind, there was this swarm of bees just flying across the ocean from Africa to America with the sole purpose of destroying and taking back the world that once belonged to them. But what was this threat really? So back in the 50s, there was an apiary that housed African and European honeybees in Brazil. In this bee love nest, they were trying to make hybrid bee babies that could survive in the wild. Sexy, I know. But like any good monster movie, these hybrid Africanized honeybees broke out of their honey-laced prison and made it into the wild. Over the years, these little gangster-ass bees would strong-arm the local native bees out of their natural resources and booted them right out of their own hives. Now that's some grimy-ass shit, killer bees. Looking back on this, I don't even remember any news reports about it. I don't remember reading anything. Hell, I don't even remember who told me about it. It was as if it was teleported into my subconscious, like Dr. Manhattan going to mope around on Mars or Nightcrawler. But what really happened? The more I researched this, the more I realized the entire event of the Flying Death Swarm certainly does read like a horror story. The whole scientist making hybrid bees in a special lab is 100% true. A kindly biologist by the name of Warwick E. Kerr was trying to interbreed two types of honeybees so that they could produce more honey in tropical environments. This subspecies was found to be particularly aggressive when it felt threatened. Of course, all the proper measures were taken in order to control the populations and not allow them to escape. But life uh, finds a way. In 1957, a visiting beekeeper noticed that the screens that separated the queens from the European honeybees were impeding the movement of the workers. So he removed them. This mistake would lead to the accidental release of 26 Tanganyikan swarms. 
Following this accident, the Africanized swarm spread out and bred with the local European bee colonies. So now that is some kind of miniature Jurassic Park shit that would make Thomas J. Deuce and his pantaloons. In my mind, these swarms were going from town to town, jungle to jungle, city to city like those little monsters from the movie Critters, which also creeped me out, by the way. They were making their way up from South America through Central America, and we would be dealing with swarms of flying death before the year was out. We would be wearing beekeeper uniforms and speaking through hazmat helmets like Marty McFly trying to convince his father to stoop his mom back in 1955. In reality, the theory of the first sightings of these in October of 1990 in America were due to them stowing away in shipping crates. And they are in fact responsible for two bee sting related deaths in the U.S., mostly Florida. Shocking, I know. The fear factor of the name killer bee is the most dangerous thing about the Africanized bees. The sting itself is no more potent than the typical honeybee sting. But that hasn't stopped Hollywood from making such gems as 1995's Deadly Invasion, the killer bee nightmare. I mean, hell, I can't even blame them. It's a great premise for a suspense movie a la Arachnophobia or Sharknado. All in all, I don't know if you can or can't call the killer bee scare a hoax or not. I mean, it happened. It wasn't as big of a threat as a lot of us believed it would be. It makes me wonder if the current murder hornet scare is as serious as people are making it out to be. Is it another weird type of flying insect that has different traits and a more aggressive nature? Or is it in fact a flying plague of death that we should be afraid of? I guess time will tell. So until then, let's keep an eye on the sky and our fly swatters in hand. You never know when a swarm of genetically modified tropical insects will find you and take your children away like a group of ants taking a ham from a picnic. And with that, this is your internet pal Paul saying, take care of each other and LARP on. So there you have it, the story of the killer bee scare of the 1990s. Looking back on it, man, it was one of the crazier stories out there. Next week's episode is going to be my first real podcast version of this show, and I really hope you tune in. Next week's episode is going to be about the Jersey Devil, the Leeds Point Devil, and the political reasons that the Jersey Devil actually became a thing. But you're going to have to wait till next week for that one. If you can, if you're feeling it in your heart, go over to wherever you get your podcast from and leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. It really, really helps a lot. It's like the easiest thing you can do to help out the show, and then I can continue to make good content for more people, and it's a win-win, I think, honestly. Anyway, yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. I really appreciate it. So follow me on all of these socials. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are both uh, TLP interesting. Go over to Facebook, new TLP um, give a like over there and also go to the YouTube page. Somewhat interesting. It's like one of my favorite things to do is turning these shows into videos, um, just in my own little style. That is probably a million people's style. Anyway, uh, somewhat interesting has been a TLP media production. Uh, thank you all so much. I hope to see you back next week. Good night. Good night.